Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 70, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So hello everyone and welcome back and Marvin is sitting at the table with a very smug look on his face. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the friendly curious cow. So Dave, it's quiz day you know. Yes Marvin, I was aware. And do you happen to know the score of the quizzes? Yes Marvin, I know the score. You had a giant scoreboard installed. You are 4-2 up. That's right, just checking. Jingle, please! What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday. The Friday Quiz Show. Yeah, it's the Friday Quiz Show. Hi, guys. Hello, Gary. It's good to see you again. And well, I think we're all ready for this week's quiz. Oh yeah, we sure are. Let's do it. Great. Let's get right to it. Question one from this week's readings. When Ehud killed Eglon, the Moabite king, why did Eglon's servants not go in to find him right away? Okay, yep. I think I've got that one. Yeah, me too. Okay then. Question two. Why did the Gibeonites carry old moldy bread when they went to see Joshua? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep, yep, I got that one too. Okay, and question three. How many languages has the complete Bible been translated into? Okay, so Gary, when you say the complete Bible... I mean they have translated every book from both the Old and the New Testament. Okay, okay, yep, I've made my guess. Yep, me too. Okay, let's see how you both did. Question one. When Ehud killed Eglon, why didn't Eglon's servants go in to find him? Oh, they thought he was on the toilet. Yep, that's what I put too. That's right. Good job, guys. Okay, question two. Why did the Gibeonites carry old moldy bread when they went to see Joshua? Well, that was because they wanted the Israelites to think that they had come from somewhere very far away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said too. That's right. Okay then, question three. How many languages have a complete translation of the Bible? Okay, so I figured there's a about, well, there's just under 200 countries in the world. So, well, I guess 300 languages. Oh dear, I just guessed 500. Marvin wins. The answer is 698 languages. Oh, hey, I won. Oh, turns out I'm an excellent guesser. Hmm, let me just change the scoreboard there. That would be 5-2, Dave. Yes, thank you, Marvin. But don't worry, it's only week 14. We have 38 weeks to go. Anyway, thank you for coming in, Gary. No problem, guys. Hey, I'll see you again next Friday. Bye, Gary. Okay, Marvin. So, let's get to our reading. Now, yesterday, Gideon was asking God for signs that he really was going to help him defeat the Midianites. Oh, yeah, with the the wool and the dew, or, or the dew. That's right. Well, today we're going to hear what happened next. Oh, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? Today, it's our friend Rona. Oh, the farmer. Yeah, I like her. Hi, Rona. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from Judges 7, verse 1 to 21. Early in the morning, Jeroboam and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. Jeroboam was another name for Gideon. The camp of Midian was north of Gideon's camp. 
It was in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, I want to hand Midian over to you, but you have too many men for me to do that. Then Israel might brag, my own strength has saved me. So here is what I want you to announce to the army. Tell them, those who tremble with fear can turn back. They can leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, but 10,000 remained. The Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men, so take them down to the water. There I will reduce the number of them for you. If I say, This one will go with you, he will go. But if I say, That one will not go with you, he will not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord said to him, Some men will drink the way dogs do. They will lap up the water with their tongues. Separate them from those who get down on their knees to drink. Three hundred men brought up the water to their mouths with their hands, and they lapped it up the way dogs do. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord spoke to Gideon. He said, With the help of the three hundred men who lapped up the water, I will save you. I will hand the Midianites over to you. Let all the other men go home. So Gideon sent those Israelites home, but he kept the three hundred men. They took over the supplies and trumpets the others had left. The Midianites had set up their camp in the valley below where Gideon was. During that night the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp. I am going to hand it over to you. But what if you are afraid to attack? Then go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what they are saying. After that, you will not be afraid to attack the camp. So Gideon and his servant Pura went down to the edge of the camp. The Midianites had set up their camp in the valley. So had the Amalekites and all the other tribes from the east. There were so many of them that they looked like huge numbers of locusts. Like the grains of sand on the seashore, their camels couldn't be counted. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend about his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came rolling into the camp of Midian. It hit a tent with great force. The tent turned over and fell down flat. His friend replied, That can only be the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash. Gideon is from Israel. God has handed the Midianites over to him. He has given him the whole camp. Gideon heard the man explain what the dream meant. Then Gideon bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel. He called out, Get up! The Lord has handed the Midianites over to you. Gideon separated the three hundred men into three fighting groups. He put a trumpet and an empty jar into the hands of each man, and he put a torch inside each jar. Watch me, he told them. Do what I do. I'll go to the edge of the enemy camp. Then do exactly as I do. I and everyone with me will blow our trumpets. Then blow your trumpets from your positions all around the camp and shout the battle cry, For the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the 100 men with him reached the edge of the enemy camp. It was about 10 o'clock at night. It was just after the guard had been changed. Gideon and his men blew their trumpets. They broke the jars that were in their hands. The three fighting groups blew their trumpets. They smashed their jars. They held their torches in their left hands. They held in their right hands the trumpets they were going to blow. Then they shouted the battle cry, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon.
Each man stayed in his position around the camp, but all the Midianites ran away in fear. They were crying out as they ran. Thanks, Rona. Mm, Dave, that was a funny dream that guy had, huh? A big old loaf of bread smashing into their camp? Yeah, it sure was, Marvin, but Gideon was sure glad to hear it. He had started with 32,000 men, and God had sent all but 300 of them away. Mm, Yeah, it's kind of like we talked about before, huh? God wanted the Israelites to see that he was giving them victory. They, They weren't doing it by themselves. That's exactly right, Marvin. And you know, I don't think Gideon ever became that brave, but God knew how he was feeling. He was scared and he was nervous about what was going to happen. He knew what Gideon needed, and so he tells him to sneak up to the enemy. And when Gideon hears that dream, he finally trusts that God is going to give them victory. Yeah, so so they all sneaked up there in the middle of the night, huh? Yep, now can you imagine what it was like for those Midianites? It's the middle of the night, they're sitting around, they're probably sleeping in their tents, and suddenly out of nowhere there are trumpets blasting and torches all around their camp. Oh yeah, you wouldn't know what was happening. That's right, and they didn't. They panicked. They thought they were being attacked from everywhere and they just ran in all directions and the Israelites were able to defeat them. Gideon, this weak little guy from the small tribe who had the hardest time trusting God would do what he said he would, well, he won a great victory for Israel. See, God doesn't give up on us when we fail, when we don't do a good job of trusting him or following him. He doesn't turn his back on us or or leave us on our own. He understands that we are weak. He doesn't condemn us. Still, he loves us. And still, he's there to be our good shepherd. Mm, Or cowherd. Yep, whichever suits better. Today, boys and girls, thank God that even when we are weak, even when we fail to trust him, he never ever casts us off or gets rid of us. He will lead us to our forever home with him. Hooray! Hooray indeed. Okay, Marvin, that is it for week 14. So, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And next week, we'll be back to finish up this book of Judges. Okay, yeah. Yeah, have a good weekend, everyone. See you. Bye. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.